Back on the Northland Sports page, Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, hour number two. Going to very much be a hockey hour, but you could argue that hour number one was as well. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because it is one of the biggest days of hockey in the Northland, certainly, perhaps in the state. Section semifinal Saturday has always been a big deal. And again, we'll carry three of the four games on these airwaves. Rock Ridge and Grand Rapids at noon. We will not have that one. Two o'clock is the scheduled start for the second game. I'll make a bet that it won't start by two, but we'll see what happens. It'll be Tom Hansen, Dave Cook, John Carlson for East and Andover, and then I'll join the fray once again in the evening. Tommy and I will swap, and 7A will be fun this evening. Hermantown Proctor, CEC Hibbing. It's a long, good day of hockey. Wait, no, so you're going to let me stay? Yes. All right, well, well we, we think. Steve, that's a plus I'll, right there. I'll find out if you're there when I get there. How about that? <laughs> so, yeah, they if, may have tossed me If out. you don't get kicked out of Amsoil, I'll see you this evening. But again, we're happy to talk about hockey all show long on this big day. Thanks to our great sponsors as well. Absolutely. Let's start with Arola Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Krauss Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Comfort Systems, and of course the Blackwoods Group, Brian. And again, We've been highlighting most of the day already the Easter celebration, the right. Easter less than a month ago. I know, and it's just it, it's fantastic the the things that they're putting into the Easter dinner for for you if you're interested in not having to cook and not having to slave over the over the stove all day or the day before or whatever. You just want to sit down and enjoy your company for 165 bucks. You can contact uh, Blackwoods, and they have quite the Easter Sunday meal that is an option for you. I mean, everything, Brian, from the ham to the potatoes and gravy to, I mean, the green beans even, right? Everything you want for an Easter meal, they're going to have available for you. You can pick it up in Proctor. They'll deliver it like we've talked about 100 times for them. If you are interested, make sure you you can email Easter at blackwoods.com that's easter at blackwoods.com or you can always call jessica 218 623 excuse me 625 6147 i need i need bifocals apparently well your eyes are watering today are your sinuses gonna hold 6147. up my eyes don't water because of my sinuses they water because of a migraine on its way i was gonna say i just hope you can see the game by the time i see you at amsoil tonight yep. unfortunately for me personally one of the guys i won't see at amsoil today because i have basketball obligations first might hang out. is our head coach steve Potosha for the duluth east greyhounds but his team in the andover huskies will start the day on our airwaves and he's going to be on our airwaves right now steve good morning sir Good morning, and Dave, I hope you're able to fend it off because I've seen you uh, at the rink with uh, the hat on, on and the sunglasses, absolutely miserable. So I hope that is not the case for you today. Yeah, me too, man, me too. We're working on it. We're caffeining right now as we speak, so cross your fingers. Well, All right, so Pitt, we've talked about, yeah, no doubt about that. I've, I've seen him too. I think one game he did PA at Mars Lakeview, and he looked like a cross between the Unabomber and the Red Baron with all the things he had on to fend off the migraines. So hopefully it's an easy day for him, but... For everybody at Amsoil, it won't necessarily be easy. It will be a busy day. And, of course, Greyhounds and Huskies, 2 o'clock-ish, the second game of the day. Pitt, I want to start with a bit of a strange question, but I've been thinking about it. How does the start of the day go for you as far as that first game goes? Because Grand Rapids and Rockridge are first. Are you in the building watching and scouting? Because you might obviously play the winner of this game. But at the same time, collectively in the regular season, you face those two teams a total of four times. What are you doing during that 12 noon game today? Um, well, uh, I stopped by this morning to see my granddaughter on my way to the rink. I'm currently at the rink right now. Um, the guys are picking up, uh, jerseys and socks and, uh, um, you know, getting their stuff ready to head down to Amsoil. Um, I'll be in the building watching. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a hockey junkie. So I, uh, I'm going to get in there and, and watch and, and, uh, you know, whether or not, a scout from a scouting perspective, I don't know about that, but it'll be good to see things live, and then we can go back and watch it on video and and uh, have a pretty good perspective of uh, of what what actually took place. So, um, just excited to watch a great day of hockey, and and you know this is one of the best days of the year. So, um, excited to be a part of it. I would agree with that. And speaking of excitement, let's talk a little bit about levels of emotion and how do you channel it today if you have to, because you come off a win Tuesday against Duluth Denfeld and. You could argue that maybe that win means more to alumni than it does to the current group, but the East-Denfeld rivalry speaks for itself. In recent years, the East-Andover rivalry does too. Are you really going to have to kick anybody in gear to, to ratchet up the emotion again, or do you think it's already there 
especially after last year and, you know, several recent years in section finals? Well, I think hockey is such an emotional game that if you don't have, you know, some, some emotions drummed up going into this thing, uh, you know, you're going to probably get left behind pretty quick. So um, I think that there's always, there's always emotions. Um, you know, you have so much turnover from year to year in high school sports that, you know, not everybody was on the team last year that got eliminated by Andover, but um, I know our leaders have made comments about it and, you know, they want to you know, show their best effort. I mean, at this point of year, I think most high school coaches will tell you this is really, and, and, and quite honestly, probably college coaches too, that you really, every day you're just battling to go back to the rink with your team, um, you know, just to get one more practice or two more practices. And, and uh, you know, the, the time with these guys is, is, you know, very slim. And so, you know, anytime it gets cut short, that's disappointing. So I think we're all fighting to just, you know, spend more time together really at this point. Speaking of spending more time together, I don't think it's necessarily possible that Steve Patosha and I could, as we're talking with Duluth East Greyhounds boys hockey coach Steve Patosha. But recently, that's not been true. Dave, you saw the game on Tuesday. I didn't because, again, I was in the Duluth East gym. But with the amount that I talked to Steve, I kind of feel like I was there. But you can talk about what literally took place on Tuesday. Yeah, I'll tell you this, Brian. I think that the end of the Denfeld game, what happened at the end of the Denfeld game, leads me to believe that this East team has not just a little bit of a chance. I saw something different in East at the end of the third period. And Steve, I'm, I'm going to throw this at you. In the, in the third period of that game, uh, their defenseman, Anderson, got, um, how do I say this politely, roughed up in the corner. And then on his way to the, on the way to the bench, he got hit again. And there was a little bit of blood and there was all that stuff. And we've heard in the past of these East Denfeld you know, something happens like that, and it turns into a bleep show, right? East team was so disciplined after that. And then Anderson comes back out, and he's the best player on the ice. It seemed to me, Steve, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, that an attitude change happened there. East became like a tough guy team. I don't know how to explain it. It just seemed like there was a, a, fl- a switch that I didn't know was there that got flipped at that moment. Am I missing something, or do you think there's something to that? Well, I just uh, I think it just goes back to like we're just all you know battling to go keep playing for as long as we can, and these guys, you know, <clears throat> records aside, aside, we've got some pretty smart kids in this room, and and you know they know what's at stake, and you know Luke is uh, you talk about emotions, Luke Luke is about as emotional of a player as I've ever coached, to be honest, but. He uh, he knows what's at stake, and and these guys, it's so important to them growing up together. This is, this is what they've dreamed of, you know, since they were kids, and they're you know they're still kids, but uh, <laughs> you know little little, yeah. little kids, you know. And um, I just they, I don't want to say that a, that a, that a switch isn't necessarily flipped, but these guys care a lot, and they put a lot into this, and you know they're de- they're they're dedicated people, and. Uh, when when you start to see that uh, tunnel start to get a little bit narrower you know, and things are coming to an end, I think there's a fair amount of desperation. And, and we got a lot of seniors on this team, you know, and and uh, they really care for each other and and you know for for the success of the group. So um, I just yeah, I just think it comes down to a, a mature room that yes. uh, that cares about the. Uh, about the final outcome. That's what I was going to say, Brian, real quick. The maturity that East showed in that game, it's a different team than I've seen. And Steve's seen them all year long, and I haven't. So that's one of the differences. But I walked away from that game thinking, this team has a shot. Always great to hear that. Steve Patosha again, the boys hockey coach at Duluth East. And Steve, you and I, I'll use a phrase that you hear on the mothership quite a bit. We talk in text more than people know. But maybe in our instances, people do know, especially if they're a time for two more listener, we hope. But, you know, you and I went through seeding possibilities throughout the season on a regular basis via text. And then obviously the seedings eventually came out and here we are. And there was a lot of talk of how wide open Section 7AA is. Do you still believe that even though everything in round one went according to, quote, chalk? Yeah, I believe that. I think um, you have to believe it. Otherwise, why why do you do this? I guess in the first place. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think that it's you know I think it's wide open. I thought the quarterfinals were wide open. I don't think when you got a goalie like 
you know, a Canaan Smith or even with, you know, Denfeld, uh, Connor Doyle. I mean, those are uh, outstanding athletes that could very easily, you know, take a 3-6 game and tilt it on its head or, or a 2-7 game and tilt it on its head, you know. So I think um, <clears throat> this whole section has been um, up for grabs, you know, so to speak, since the seeding came out, really. I mean, you know, Andover did a great job of taking care of business against Marshall, and, and uh, you know, we were ready to go against Denfeld, but – um, I don't think that uh, you could. Anybody has the right to overlook anybody else in this section going, you know, from the start of this this playoff to you know today. So you mentioned outstanding athletes. Probably the most gifted player on your team is Thomas Gunderson. But if you wanted to put on an effort clinic and have younger kids emulate somebody, isn't that Noah Tang? Every time I've had your team, Gundy makes you do things with your jaw in terms of having it on the floor that, you know, most hockey players can't do. But when it comes to grit and grind, lunch bucket, insert cliche here, I'll watch Noah Tang all game long if I can. Talk about what he brings to your team. Yeah, he, he, we talk about talk about that maturity. Um, he is a, a very mature young man, and um, he brings he brings a calming presence. And, and you know, you got, you got a kid who, who goes, who, who will, you know, demand others or hold others accountable and and uh um he can do that because he's willing to do it himself and um i just all off season you know he's a kid that never misses a summer skate you know he's he's in the gym working out um you know the the um, person that he works out with Paige. you know she told me this fall like oh noah's ready to go he's he's even got abs now so he's <laughs> you know he, he you, you know that he's put the time and the and the effort in, and and he, and he just he just cares so dang much. And and Thomas is the same way, you know. And Wyatt Peterson is the same way, and Luke Luke Anderson is the same way. And and uh, they just uh, they're not afraid of hard work, and they're not afraid of um, you know doing the things that it takes to to get better every day. And and you know we play a pretty tough schedule. Actually, that it can be. Uh, um, pretty daunting when you start off the season you know with half as many wins as you do losses and but they've done such an amazing job of just you know sticking to the plan staying the course and uh you know there's been some ugly days there's no doubt about it um you know some scores that we would probably want back but um there's no one's ever looked back so that's you know it's always been about going forward with this group so it's been a lot of fun so steve i have a uh really two questions not really a two-part question um, first of all, your first line is as good as, as I've seen. I'm wondering who you have an expectation for with the rest of the guys to jump up today. Now, I know the easy answer is everybody, but is there somebody who's at that cusp, you know, who's done real well and is ready to take a next step? That's question one. Question two is, is Ben Johnson's team um, being overlooked by Rapids today? Do you think Benny's team's got a shot um, to oust the number one seed? Um, well, I think there's two two ways to answer that. I think no way Grant Clafton ever lets his team overlook anybody any day ever. Um, he is a uh, attention to detail, and he's as good a coach as you'll find, I think. Um, and I could say the same exact thing about Benny. I mean, um, well, those two guys run great programs, and they're outstanding coaches, and I don't think um, you'll find either of those guys uh, have their teams either look ahead or take anybody for granted. That said, I absolutely think that that Rockridge team is scary to play anybody, and um, you know they've got uh, that Cass Carlson is is an electric player, um, and uh, you know you got Sam Troutline on the back end that's a pretty steadying force, and and a, and a host of others on that team that uh, you know are outstanding hockey players. So I, yeah, I, I just they they play a good brand of hockey, and and <clears throat> you know they're. They're also, you know, they thought you've heard a lot about, you know, all the fighting up there. But I'll tell you what, that group looks like they, uh, they, they care about uh, Rockridge and not uh, all the different uh, fights that uh, have gone on over the last few years up there, over, you know, the two schools, who's, yep. who's ranked, yeah, all that stuff. So um, I think uh, Benny has done a great job building that thing up, and uh, yeah, and and Rapids, you know, the tradition. And with that staff, I I think that's going to be a heck of a game here coming up. 
So, Pitt, the question I have for you, and I, I don't know if you picked a player for secondary scoring, which Dave was alluding to, so if you want to go back and answer that question, you can. But I also want you to talk a little bit about your goaltender because we had Dave Riles on prior to you, and A.J. is all the rage for good reason. Dane Calloway, former East Greyhound, has been very, very good. He talked about Connor Doyle, Kane, and Smith. This has been the season up here for good goaltending. Cole Kronstadt doesn't get talked about, and statistically I understand why, because you mentioned the tough schedule and some scores you'd rather forget about. But sometimes in the playoffs, you need a goaltender to steal one for you or at least be you know, steadier than usual. He's been down this road before. He was your goaltender in a final last year. Your expectations for him today? And then I'll, I'll double down on Dave's question because I don't think you had time to get to it. Who's the non-first-line member you have an expectation for today, whether it's the return of Ian Christian, the way Stratton Moss has played, guys like that? Yeah, I think um, as far as secondary scoring, you know, that it's got to come from you know really the second and you know third third group, and I, I wouldn't necessarily classify them as second and third lines. They're kind of two seconds or two thirds, however you want to look at it. But uh, two and a half, I guess, a couple of two and a half. They, uh, I think, all those kids, um, their contributions will be huge. But not only um, on on the score sheet, though, but just you know how they manage pucks. You know, we don't have the we don't have the last change, so you know they're going to get out there and have to defend against you know a, a Ben Dahl's line or a, a KJ Sauer, and and uh, you know so they they've got to be ready to play a 200 foot game um, on top of what you know Thomas and and those guys do. So, but we've we've had you know well the scoring hasn't necessarily been balanced because that first line is is pretty damn good. Um, the uh, the consistency out of the other two lines have uh, have really come around. And as far as as far as Cole goes, I mean that kid is um, as competitive of a kid as you'll ever meet. Um, he hate, absolutely hates to lose, and um, I don't know a whole lot about goaltending. I I fully leave that up to other people when it comes to that stuff. But I know one attribute that I always love when I have a goalie that has it is one that just will throw, you know, Dominic Hasek, like just throw anything at it just to stop the puck. And, and that's the kind of kid that, that Cole is and the kind of goalie that he is. And, um, yeah, I uh, I anticipate he'll be ready to go today and uh, give us a good effort, uh, as everybody will. I mean, these kids are excited, and it's uh, it's, it's an exciting day, and, and uh, hopefully we're all enjoying the heck out of it. So. Steve, I had a chance to do that game with Tom Hansen, and Tom noticed something that we might always we might, when we do your team we take for granted. I think, and that was after the game, and after the game, your goalie Kronstad actually spent time with uh, Denfeld's goalie Doyle center ice, and they for three four minutes and and gave a big hug. And again, that's a hat tip to you, your team, uh, and frankly uh, Doyle as well. Um, but that's the sportsmanship that sometimes we talk about all this aggressiveness and all that, that sportsmanship that, that we miss. And again, uh, hats off to you and your, and your team for being involved in that. Yeah. Like these kids know, I mean, there's, there's a lot uh, that's put into this and that, you know, there's a lot of competitive nature that comes to, to it, but they understand our guys know that, uh, you know, that wasn't easy for those Denfeld seniors on, on Tuesday night. And, and uh, if anything else, um, you know they're respectful of that. And and I know Cole Cole is a student of goaltending, and you know he has nothing but respect for the the kids that are around here playing goalie. And and uh, you know I know he feels that way about Connor as well. And and uh, so yeah, it doesn't. Uh, that's, we got a lot of good kids playing hockey in this town, and uh, not just good hockey players, but good people. And um, you know, on all, all these teams, you know, all across the Northland. So it's uh, it's. It's a pleasure to be a part of it, I'll tell you that. Pat, I'm going to close with a question that on the surface I know, especially as an East alum like yourself, I know this is going to sound like blasphemy, but I have to ask it. Dave asked about is Ben Johnson and Rockridge being completely overlooked in this. Is there any chance that you believe that your team is too? Because Duluth East has only 10 wins. Now, mind you, 60% of them have come in this section. There are people out there that are probably saying, it's Duluth East, but it's not the Duluth East we all remember. Is there any chip on the shoulder for you guys? Because I know, especially up here, on the surface, that sounds ridiculous. But could it be applied here? Oh, I don't know if there's any chip on the shoulder. We don't. We don't really talk about what other people talk about, and we don't really care. There's lots of opinions out there, but the guys in this room just worry about what the guys in this room do, and 
I don't, I don't, I mean, it's not the Duluth East of all. It's, you know, we're different. It's, you know, it's a, we, we play the game a little bit different now. And, um, you know, we're trying to build things back up. We're trying to maintain a standard now, but, you know, it's not the same. And um, I think people have embraced that. And, you know, if, uh, you know, today's the next step going forward to building that, then that's great. And, um, you know, that's what we're hoping for. So, um yeah, I just uh, I'm proud to be a part of this program, and I think uh, these kids uh, have done this program proud. So, Brian, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that for Steve. I think that this Duluth East team is so much better than they were three months ago. That if anybody is overlooking them, they're making a mistake because this team right now, it seems to me, is peaking. This is going to be a good game today. I would agree with that. I hope it is. I'm disappointed that I can't be there and see it in person, but. Steve Petosa, I'll tell you this. I want to wish you the best of luck. I hope you get a win today. And and if you do and you're not busy Sunday, maybe we could go have a cheeseburger or something to celebrate. We'll find a way. I look forward to it. Appreciate it. All right, Pitt. I, I will talk to you soon. Good luck against the Huskies. And I told you a week or so ago that with my basketball schedule, I wouldn't get to call one of your games again unless it was in a final next Thursday. So hopefully we can get that done. Thank you for the time today. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, guys. Talk to you later. All right, that's our guy, Steve Petosha. Man, he's been a guest. He's been a co-host times two. There's well, nothing and, on the radio he can't do. And again, Brian, his team is so I mean, it's all you want, right? His team is so much better today than it was three months ago. They're going to have to be very good against the Andover Huskies. Andover, for the second year in a row, is the two-seed in the section. Last year, they didn't play like one. We'll see what happens today. Hockey continues, but we're going to buy or sell on the pro level first. Stick around. The Northland Sports page. We will be right back. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're always looking for a goodbye here on the Northland Sports Page. We won't say goodbye to you for about another half an hour. We're here till noon. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. One thing we haven't done a lot of today is say our own names, which is fine, though, because today is certainly not about us. It is about a lot of high school hockey in our area. This show might be a little bit about us, but it wouldn't be about anything if not for our great sponsors. 100%, Brian. Let's start with the original Aurora Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Advantage Element Screen Printing, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart Spike Sports and Trophies, Kohler Toyota, Kohler Hyundai, and Comfort Systems. And then I figure this time I should let you talk about the Blackwoods Group, Brian, because there's some special stuff going on. There is. For Easter Sunday, they've got that family meal. It's served six for $165. It is available for pickup or delivery. Orders must be placed by Friday, March 22nd. And you can contact Jessica at 218 625 6147 to place that order, or you can actually do it via email, easter at blackwoods.com. And again, it just feels like it's a little bit early to be discussing that already. But again, if you look at what Mother Nature's been doing now, a couple days ago might have been the exception because all of a sudden we woke up and there's snow on the ground. And where did that come from? It's been the norm here in Duluth for a lot of years, but this year not so much. And I want to correct myself because throughout the day I've been saying less than a month to go until Easter. That is not correct. Less than a month to go on your orders. They need to be ordered by March 22nd. Today is February 24th. I just Googled Easter Sunday 2024 because I thought what you told me earlier today sounded early. It's March 31st. Oh, yeah. So it's a whole week early. Right. So we were promoting <laughs> We were promoting properly. We're never going to be a month away, bro. That there's less than a month to go on your orders, but you got a little more than a month to go until Easter Sunday You're itself. You're going to say that all the way through February. There's a little more than a month ago. Well, I won't have to say it on this show in February again because our next that's, show that's true. will be in March. I'll buy that for sure. It's time to play buy or sell. If you're new to the game, where you been, basically, because this has been a <laughs> weekly segment for about how long? We came up with this two, three years ago? Yeah, about that. Wow. Time about flies that. when you're having fun. It was the original Justin, uh, Justin May section. Right. I always like, oh, I'll buy that. Yep. He, he became John Madden all of a sudden when we <laughs> talked to him about, I'll buy that. I'll sell that. Here's a guy that does this. Yes, right. But the game goes like this. I'm going to give a statement for each of the four major sports leagues. If Dave agrees with me, he's going to say buy, and he's going to tell me why. If Dave disagrees with me, he's going to say sell, and he's going to tell me why. Oddly enough, I'm going to tell you if I agree or disagree with my own statements. 
and we'll play from there. Dave's responsibility, piping hot takes, of course, but the order in which we play league-wise. League-wise. It's nice that you keep reminding me of that. Yes. Because that is... Reminders never hurt that anybody. That is one of the weak points. Let's start with the National Basketball Association. All right. So the National Basketball Association has been a fun league this year, has it not? Because, yeah. because the Minnesota Timberwolves actually are worth a darn for the first time in a while. And LeBron has kind of tipped uh, forward a little bit. Yeah, but the playoffs are still coming. We'll see. That's true, but it's been fun to watch him struggle. I'm glad you brought up somebody that age could be getting because the Timberwolves believe that age still has not gotten this guy and won't because my buyer sell is this. Big news for the Wolves this week, two-year extension for Mike Conley. I love the guy, good leader, happy to have him, but there is an age factor with him. Buyer sell, you were surprised that Mike Conley got extended. So part of it, so Mike Conley being extended, no. Uh, It sounds like a typical Minnesota thing where you extend a guy who's who's past prime, but he's been a leader. Here's my question. Is his extension going to cost you Carl Anthony Towns? Because they are, they're going to be at that second apron or whatever they call it as far as, as far as the tax. And once that happens, then your tax is through the roof, right? It it goes from a little bit more to, you know, like 50% of your salary. So, I wonder if that extension is going to cause them to have to trade Carl Anthony Towns in the summer because they're just not going to be able to afford him. That part is going to be interesting because the dollars and cents are going to have to make sense. For me, I'm going to sell that I'm surprised because of how well he's played and how big of a leader and how important he is to this team. But I wish, and I can, I was about to say, I wish I could, and I can, because as far as we know... (laughs) And it's your game. Well, I was going to say, as far as we know, this game will continue for a while, but I was going to say, ask me this question again in a year, and I just might... Because you mentioned LeBron, and LeBron might be part of the problem here because the NBA, in terms of a game that it requires a lot from your body, is a big-time grind. But LeBron has succeeded you know, well into being long in the tooth. So I hope that not everybody's assuming that everybody can do that. Because you look at you know, Brett Favre Season 2 in Minnesota. Oh, that, that wasn't the same, was it? Yeah. You know, when you bring back an older guy because he found the fountain of youth once and you expect him to do it again, you're asking a lot. I don't mind it now. I just hope in the rearview mirror they don't regret this because, well, he had six good months in him left, not two years. Yeah, the the thing about Conley is they're not asking him to be the lead guy. They're asking him to distribute and use his brain. Right. And so I'm hoping that extends his time. All right, so let's switch to the other winter sport. Let's go National Hockey League. All right, one more note on Conley for me. The biggest thing for me with that extension is I fear that they're not going to bring in anything behind him still because – Okay, you can say they tried at the deadline, but they still don't have point guard two on this team. Right. No, that's 100% true. That I mean, and, and there's nobody in the system, really. Right. So. All right, so National Hockey League, speaking of the system, the Minnesota Wild, their system seems to be working because they're doing more winning, and we've talked about is that good or bad, and, and at this point I just don't care because I'm, I'm the guy that says win because it beats the heck out of losing. I understand what the draft can do, but again, for the umpteen millionth time, they're not good enough and they're not bad enough. Yep. But when you look at the Wild, Kaprizov gets mentioned a ton. Boldy gets mentioned a ton. Zuccarello gets mentioned a ton. Brock Faber is everybody's darling. I declared him my own favorite last week when we were discussing favorite players. When you look at who leads this team in goals, yep, you're right. You look at Mr. Erickson Eck and nobody says anything. Buy or sell that he's the most important player that nobody talks about on the Minnesota Wild. I don't think it's even the nobody talks about. I think he's the most important player, and if you I wonder, and if you wonder if we're right, look at last year's playoffs. Exactly, he got hurt, and they were a shell. Um, now it it helps this year that Rossi's around, and they do have some extra centers. But um, you know, he plays he plays the game that nobody else in that team plays. He plays the same game that Felino does, but at four steps better. Right. I'm glad you brought that piece up because that's where I was going to go. I'll buy that he's the most important player on the roster, not just the nobody talks about factor, but. We've always wanted a physical guy with some skill. We've almost always had one or the other. A lot of times NHL hockey has one or the other. This guy throws his weight around and can put the puck in the net. I'm not sure you can say that about anybody else on the wild. No, I, I agree with that because Boldy's kind of fancy. You know, the next guy is probably Kaprizov who does that. You right. know, he gets in the middle of But you of stuff. cringe every time he does because, Correct. oh my gosh, what if he's not available? Correct. Then they're done, right? Right. Um, but Eriksson Ek, top to bottom, is their most important Full disclosure, I know what you want because we've talked about it already, but do you think this team squeaks into the playoffs? Because all of a sudden I do. You know what? But if they do, fantastic. You're fodder for I understand your theory on it. I'm just asking if you think they do. 
Yeah, they probably do. It, right? That's the Minnesota right? thing to do. There are just some traditions that aren't going to die, and the Minnesota Wild getting in. Wild can get there. Um, with the the Wild can get there. Um, with the goaltending, if if the bus goaltends like he did last night, like he was good last night against Edmonton. If they if they can get that kind of backstop, you know, their first line is good. Their second line is good. Um, and then this Chisholm kid seems to have rounded out their defense a little bit. So uh, if they get there, I suppose. Um, but uh, we've seen it with, with you know, the bottom seed. They tend to get run out by the number one. Right. Or you could pull a St. Cloud versus Rozo and just keep the tradition going. Absolutely. You could pull a Holy Cross. Right. Nobody minded that up here either. Oh, wait, yeah. you did. Well, I did, yes. Right. All right, two down, two to go. Let's go with football because uh, let's go with the National Football League. All right. So I caught myself there. Yesterday, news broke, so to speak, that Xavier Howard is likely to be released by the Miami Dolphins. Was. Okay, and he was. So news broke again, and I didn't catch it because in the afternoon it was likely to. So buy or sell, and I think the answer is fairly easy in terms of should they, but if you twist it to can they, that makes it a tougher question. Buy or sell that the Vikings should be holding on line one already. Oh, absolutely. And and it might not be for the reason most people think. He's a heck of a cornerback, right? But he's lost a step. Yeah. So he's more of a zone cornerback now. But he's one of the first guys Flores drafted. So Flores has an invested interest in him, uh, understands him, understands what's going on between the ears. So if Flores trusts him, and Flores has to be the – he's the wild card here. If he trusts him, you got to go after him. The question is, now that he's a free agent, what's he going to want? Well, I was asked the other day, should they should the Vikings sign Daniil Hunter? I said, tell me what they do with Kirk Cousins. Right. If they it's sign Econ Cousins. It's Econ 101. My uh, senior year teacher, Sandy Jablonski, would be thrilled. The one concept she hammered home was, at what cost? Here I am hosting sports talk shows, asking myself that every day. Well, if they sign Cousins, then they're going to have to hit in the draft. Like They're going to have to go the opposite of what... Uh, has happened the last two years. I'll have to go, I think they have six picks. They'll have to go six for six because they have zero depth. So if they bring him back, they can't bring in Howard. They can't sign Hunter. And so now you got more positions to fill. Like I I appreciate Kirk Cousins. I, they can't bring him in at $45 million a year, Brian. They just can't. Right. So again, I don't like the segments where one of us goes first and the other one goes, yep, but this is one where I could have done that because Dave, you covered just about everything. Should they? I'll buy 100% that they should have called yesterday whenever the actual release took place because this guy was, you know, other world as recently as one or two years ago. Has he lost a step? Yes, Dave said that. But at the same time, I have a hard time finding a veteran corner that would be available that the Vikings shouldn't call because in terms of depth and in terms of experience at that position, they don't have it except for maybe Byron Murphy. And he was disappointing last season, although if you've watched some mock drafts, the Vikings could be headed towards having another Byron Murphy on their team, too. I know. Wouldn't that be great? It would be a little weird, without a doubt. Maybe we could ditch one if we end up with another. But the other thing for me with Howard, simply put, he's six foot one. The Vikings need a corner with some size. I'm not sure the coverage was a problem last year. The jump ball was. You're there, but you can't outleap or outreach the other guy because you're simply small. Now, that's really, really oversimplifying, dumbing it down, what have you. But it's a huge factor. But you mentioned that, you know, Flores is invested in this guy, but the word invest is so key because can they afford to do this at all? There are going to be tons of free agents. Free agency is coming up relatively soon. Yeah. There's going to be a bunch of guys where you're going to go, the Vikings could use that guy. Sure could. Can they afford him? Sure can't. No, the, um, the, I agree, I agree with that. Right. That says to release. It didn't oh. say that they had yet. All right, I'm That's sorry. why I wasn't sure. Um, so you're breaking fake news. Right, right, right. Well, Bigly, way to go. Don't aggregate this. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, it, it does. It You're right about their secondary. Their secondary is old, if you count Smith, right? Right. And short. And so a guy like, uh, a guy like Howard would fit in real well. Um, and he understands the defense. Like, that's such a big deal. But again, if, if he wants $20 million... Uh, now you've got Hunter, who is going to want more than that. You got to extend Jefferson. You got to extend Derisai. You bring your quarterback back for a quarter of your salary cap, uh, and the and rest I'm, of your team gets a quarter. Right. I know that the salary cap is going up, so the impact won't be quite as much. But you're so now instead of a quarter, you're paying them a third, and um, or you're paying them, you know, twenty 
1% instead of whatever. My math is all screwy right now. Sorry, the brain is hurting. Um, I mean, you're just going to start limiting your options. And and I've said it for two years now, Brian, this is the most paper-thin Vikings team I've ever seen. And if you can't bring in any more depth, you're going to be worse next year. So um, they need to they need to allocate their money. You said at what cost. That's could be the subhead to Minnesota Vikings offseason 2024 subhead at what cost. That is certainly going to be the case. We can talk about how important KOC is, how important Quasi is, how important the quarterback position is, how important JJ is. It still may be Mr. Brzezinski, who is the salary capologist for the Vikings, who is the most important person in that organization. Absolutely right. That's why if I'm not a gigantic JJ McCarthy fan, Brian, but if he if they think he's their guy and they think they can get him in the twenties, and and I don't know if he'll even be available in the twenties. They might have to draft him at eleven. But if they think he's going to be available at 20, you got to trade back for picks. You just have to. You have to fill the depth on this. And so if that means, you know, you trade down with Pittsburgh at 20 and you you trade, you know, the the number 11 and a fourth round pick for Pittsburgh's first and a late second, well, you got to do it. You got to get talent. You've got to get more players. And, and Cousins going to bite into that budget. So I believe Mr. Howard will be officially released when the league year calendar begins, which I believe is in early March. So again, something to keep an eye on. I'd love to have him, but I'd love to know the financial wizardry it's going to take to get him. One league is left, and it's Major League Baseball. And I really wanted to get into this with you, and I'll call it the drawing line segment because I think Ryan Arola would love this debate. So it might be a little bit short, but I think he would like it a lot, courtesy of Arola Architecture Studio, because the buy or sell for Major League Baseball today is this. Anthony Rendon was a big-time signing for the Angels not too long ago. He came under fire this week for basically declaring that he views playing baseball as his job. Not a whole lot more, not a whole lot less. Yeah, doesn't love it, I think is what he said. Right. Buy or sell that you have a problem with a pro athlete viewing their sport as their job. I don't have a problem with that because we absolutely glorify it if they produce. Right. And here's Rendon's problem. Uh, he's the second highest paid player on the Angels team. He's missed. Well, thankfully, Shohei's gone. Otherwise, he wouldn't be close. Correct. But he, he's he gone. He's the second highest paid player on the Angels team. He's played about 30% of the game since they signed him. You know, Anthony, if you're talking to your fans, and it might be worthwhile saying, I'm super passionate about this game and uh, PR it. Like, if you're going to make all that money and not play all the time, in fact, not play very often, to be honest, and say, yes, it's just my job. Well, if I'm an Angels fan, I'm like, lose him. I don't care. Bring in a rookie who wants this. We're not going anywhere anyway, and that guy's a problem. Right. Him. Well, and again, I know that you can't compare any everyday job to being a professional athlete. That term doesn't work. I don't have a problem with it either, but why are we declaring it publicly? Why, yeah. are, why are we going that route with it? You can think it all you want. I have a microphone many, many times. I feel like Adam Sandler. I have a microphone. You'll listen to everything I say. But I believe a lot of things that I also don't say. I think we both do that. Yep. We talk about things in the car, at a stadium, at a rink, and go, you know, I don't think we'll talk about that on the air because we just shouldn't. It doesn't mean what, we have skeletons in our closet. What do we tell people? Always assume the microphone's hot. There's, right. There's a reason that's a thing. It doesn't mean we have skeletons in our closet, but it also means, like, this doesn't necessarily have to be public fodder because it just allows somebody to misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not sure Anthony Rendon allowed for misinterpretation. Unfortunately, he didn't, because when you take it on the surface, you go, wow, that guy doesn't give two you-know-whats about our team. But again, I'm not defending the pro athlete. I don't think their life is necessarily hard. I do think they have some challenges we wouldn't understand. I don't think you ever just get to be a person. I don't think you get to go to dinner you know, calmly or what have you. I think the public always want a PCU, but I think you know that that's something you sign up for too. But at the same time, you know, if I have a terrible day at work, I don't turn on my radio and go, oh gosh, everybody's going to be talking about how bad I did at work. You know, it's, I'm not going to have somebody boo me on the job. I'm not necessarily going to think about it once I'm off the clock, where we as fans assume that they're bothered by it until they get to work again the next day. So all of that is just kind of a strange deal. I don't mind him thinking that way. But you're right. To put it out there is kind of silly. Well, and again, to a guy that's played 30% of the games in, in the last three years. Um, but if you think about it, if he was a kid who wasn't making any money and was trying to break into the major leagues, and he said, this is a job. I'm going to focus on this. 
you know, I, I'm, I can't be super excited about everything because I got to focus on me getting right so I can play. It's my job. We're like, that guy's got the right attitude. The problem is the other stuff. I mean, if you're getting paid that kind of money and you're not playing, and right. then you come out and say, ah, it's my job. What am I going to do? You know, we made fun of Kirk Cousins for that for years. Because what? Well, that's the other thing. It came out in that quarterback series that he takes Tuesdays off. It's not as though Phil Mackey needed more to try to pound this guy on, but he sure tried with the help of Alex Boone and players like that. Yeah, well, Booney is a different, is a different cat. Different is the nicest thing you um, can say. The um, but but if you think about Kirk Cousins, what was the line? He the reason that Zim didn't like him is he was a punch clock guy. He came in, punched his clock, and and left. I mean that it, it was not a passion. And uh, that made a lot of people go, well, wait a minute, we've got a quarterback who wants to get paid and is mechanical and checks down all the time. Um, maybe he doesn't love it. Well, the other thing, too, is we always talk about you can't compare regular jobs to professional athletes, and we usually do that in their favor. But here's something that you can't compare either, because I know if I show up to work 30% of the time, I don't have a job very long. Professional yep. athletes still do. And then when they say, you know, like you said, this is a PR thing for Rendon that's, that he's going to have to fight now for the rest of his career. Well, and you know what it was in terms of PR? I kind of forgot Anthony Rendon existed. So yeah, good to see you. That's true as well. That's right? absolutely true. There may be a market for him or not, but people know he's around again. Wouldn't that be something he gets traded to, you know, some he gets traded to the Rockies and all of a sudden he's like, oh, it matters now. Don't do that. Right. But he's up at Coors and his stats will be inflated. They play 30%. One more game. segment <laughs> to go. Pat Andrews of the Hermantown Hawks will close the show with us. His team will have a target on their back again, but they've done rather well year after year after year after year after year after year after year. Stick around. We'll be right back. So, you've got an idea for a business the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Back here on the Northland Sports Page, one final segment to go. Little Lenny Kravitz, little fly away as the Hermantown Hawks will look to fly away with Section 7A once again. They've done that with some regularity, to say the least. Speaking of regularity, we got a lot of good sponsors who have stuck with us. Yeah, let's start with Arola Architecture Studio, our sponsor that kept, kept the lights on when, when uh, the lights didn't seem like they were going to stay on. Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Krauss Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, and Comfort Systems. Brian, you want to add a little bit about Blackwood? I do, and I want to add a little bit about Kohler Hyundai as well. Don't forget, when you purchase a vehicle, there's still that free TV available to you with any vehicle purchase. Who wouldn't want that? And if you're out there going, well, I need a vehicle and don't need a TV, please don't forget the non-drivers in your life. I will take that off your hands in a heartbeat. I believe it's a 65-inch TV, and size does matter. We all know that. Speaking of size, there's a family-size Easter Sunday meal available courtesy of Blackwoods. Orders must be received by Friday, March 22nd. Their family-size meal serves six for 165 bucks. You can pick it up at the Blackwoods Event Center in Proctor, or you can have it delivered as well. You can call to submit your order. Call Jessica at 218-625-6147. Or this sounds pretty easy, Dave. You just email Easter at Blackwoods.com. Make an order that way as well. Absolutely. And again, if you're if you're not wanting to spend time in the kitchen, you want to spend time with family, 165 bucks is, is not that much to pay for having a great dinner. Absolutely. And speaking of Easter Sunday, that is March 31st. But again, get those orders in by March 22nd. Speaking of March, we got a coach of a team that has made pretty regular appearances playing at the state tournament in March. They look to continue their quest back there with a win today over Proctor if they can get it. We welcome Pat Andrews. Good morning, coach. Hey, good to hear you, and good to be on with you. Always love having you. You've got the 605 game today. The geographical rivalry continues. Hermantown and Proctor, when you guys played in Proctor back on January the 2nd, that was a pretty good hockey game, pretty good goaltending on both sides. What are you expecting today? Because there's a difference between teams in early January versus late February. Well, I expect the same. I'm just going to be a great game. Um, I know we've gotten better since January 2nd, but I also know they have too. So we'll see. I mean, like you said, it is two great goalies, um, two really good teams, and uh, it's a rivalry. So, you know, those people. 
When you talk about the two great goalies, Dave and I talked about this in the very first segment of the show today. You were probably prepping for your morning skate, but there's a lot of talk, and for good reason, about Brimzik finalist A.J. Riles. He deserves it, and you know Connor Doyle's had a heck of a season. Kane and Smith at Marshall, great season. And I just look at Dane Calloway, and I, I picture him in the corner waving, going, don't forget how good I am. He's got a great chance to remind everybody. He's as solid as they come. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Dane has been unbelievable. He's our backbone. He's been our backbone for three years. Uh, he's a state champion. You know, he led us to state championship in 2022. He's an unbelievable competitor. He has, we've built from out from him. We knew coming into this year, we had the best, you know, one of the best goalies in the state, in my opinion, the best. And, uh, we have a great decor and that's where we've built our team around and we've been really stingy on giving up goals. And in the last month we started to figure out how to score more. So that's exciting. What changed in the figuring out how to score more? Because I've noticed it too, following your box scores, but I joked with your PA guy, Bob Gustafson last week. I said, well, maybe I'm the problem because I've had Pat's team for three games and they've scored four times in those three games. So I almost hesitated to tell you, by the way, I'm calling the game tonight too, but, but what changed for you that things opened up a little bit? I just think experience, you cannot, you can't cheat experience. And we had a lot of, you know, unexperienced or inexperienced forwards. Um, only three of our top nine forwards coming into the season had played any varsity hockey at all. And I'm being generous with any. So that takes time. And when you have young kids, sophomores, you know, no matter how good they are, it, it takes time to adjust to the speed and scoring is the last thing to come. And I've said to these guys since the first game of the year, we had a great win to start the season, but I just kind of said like, this is great and we're not good enough yet. And that's kind of been our mantra all year, just to improve day by day, get better every day, 1%, you know, which sounds cliche, but seriously, we've really worked on that. And I think in the last two to three weeks, the guys have just, it's really starting to click and practices have been up tempo. We're moving pucks. The biggest difference I think from where we weren't scoring in January to where we started to score late is we're moving pucks in the neutral zone. We're not carrying them and guys are getting their heads up and we're making six, eight, 10, 12 foot passes, opening up space and then moving through the neutral zone. And it's made a dramatic difference in our zone entries. And then obviously it creates offense. So that's been a huge improvement tactically, probably, you know, if you're to look at one thing, but I think experience is big. You know, Brian, the one thing that I've noticed about uh, Hermantown, not just this year, but over time, is that about this time of year is when their team gets together and they start overwhelming teams. It's not that one player, right? So we talk about their scoring. They're scoring. We, In fact, today we've even talked about teams that have one line or two lines, and, you know, they're, they're six forwards deep and four defensemen deep. Well, this is where Hermantown comes out with 12. Right, and they start and they start rolling, and they overwhelm teams. And so, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna see that tonight. I think you'll see Pat's team just kind of start start rolling. Pat, I kind of wanted your take on on that, not just the first line, but the second line, the third line, and the fourth line, and how how they've come together. Not just uh, growth, like you were talking about uh, with experience, but how they've come together as as a team and and ready to. Um, this might be their time to go to that next level. Well, that's, that's kind of been our whole mission this year. Uh, if you look at our schedule and people are like, are oh, you guys having a down year and stuff? And we have eight losses and all those things. And I'm like, I don't care about any of that, honestly. And, you know, our mission from day one has been getting better every day. And those losses have taught us a lot. And they've given us a lot of experience and a lot of depth down the road. And all those guys can all play high school hockey now. And if you look at the box scores recently, we've been scoring goals, but it's all different guys. It isn't one guy. It isn't one line. You know, we had four goal scorers up in Grand Rapids, and it was all lines. You know, the second, quote-unquote, second power play got us the power play goal. You know, we're getting back in scoring from our D, which we've always got. Now the fours are starting to score. And you're absolutely right. And they're really coming together. We really try to preach to them and really, you know, go with that idea of just keep the pace hot and it'll break. Like teams will stick with us, with us through one. They might stick with us through two, but at some point we'll break them and, and be able to wear them down. And, and we kind of saw that up in Rapids a little bit when it was just a great game, but we got better as the game went. And then on Tuesday night against Falls, and we were clearly the better team, but we had six different goal scorers in the first period. So to your point, it's been really exciting to see these guys gain confidence. I mean, confidence is an amazing drug. <laughs> you know, like when you watch kids get confident and they feel good about themselves, it's really powerful and it's really cool to see. And um, this group's playing very confident right now. 
Coach, the difficult part of this last question is I need about 60 seconds from you to answer it, but we talked about rolling the lines of forwards and how good they've been late, and we talked about Dane Calloway, and the group in the middle of those two got skipped a little bit. You said we got a great decor, but we haven't talked about them with any depth, and I don't know if we can in 60 seconds, but I'm still in love with, as a player, Will Estabrooks on your blue line. Can you talk about him for 60 seconds for me to end the show? Oh, it's hard, but I'll tell you this. Whenever we have a captain as a defenseman, things are good. I love it. Defense is very selfless, and Will is the epitome of that. He is our hardest worker every day in practice, him and Dane both. Um, He is intense, he's physical, and he leads a very experienced decor. We have three senior defensemen um, that are all phenomenally good with with Westy and Nelly there too, and then we have a Division I defenseman in Henry Peterson. So I love our back end. They get overlooked. I think Will's phenomenal, and I think all four of those guys are next-level players. Uh, which is really exciting for us because we're hard to play against in our own end. And then they join the rush and we get goals from those guys. And yeah, I, I'm glad you brought it up because I, I love our DN. It's going to be a fun one tonight. Coach, I'm going to steal one more question in about 12 seconds. We opened the show with talking about favorite days of the sports year. Now I know you've got a lot of section final experience, state tournament experience, obviously, but semifinal Saturday, isn't it tough to beat? I love this day. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. You have four great games back to back to back to back. It's, it really doesn't get better. You know, you pack the Amsoil. People can come watch the best players in the Northland play. It's pretty exciting stuff. You got to love it. We'll have three of those games, including yours against Proctor at 6.05. Pat, you're the best. We'll see you tonight and Thanks, uh, hopefully carry you for a while. Thanks, Brian. Bring some goals too, eh? I'll see if I can. I'm long overdue. Thanks, Coach. We appreciate you. Thanks. Bye-bye. That's our guy, Pat Andrews. It's been fun. Thank you, Dave Riles. Thank you, Dave Hoops. Thank you, Dave Cook. How Thank about, you, Steve Patosha. Thank you, Pat Andrews. How about our group of guests today, huh? Some of the best and brightest up here. It was almost like we were lining up for semifinals Saturday. Tom Hansen starts the action with John and Dave at 2. I'll come in for the evening. Single A with Hibbing, Cloquet in the nightcap, and, of course, Proctor and Hermantown to start the evening. We'll see you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.